East and West with Mario and Les, with your hosts Leslie Russo and Mario Kiki. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of East and West with Mario and Les. I am of course Les and... I'm Mario. How are you, Miss Leslie? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just uh, trucking away. I need to hear how you're... We took a week off because we, we were just caught up with life. Um, I know that you went to the East... Well, you live in the East Coast, but you <laughs> went to New York. Is that correct? I did. I did go to New York. Um, I went with my daughter and three of her friends and uh, two of the other moms. Oh, was it fab? It looked fabulous. I follow you on socials, obviously. It um, was. Yeah, it was. We had a great time. Great time. I love New York. I love going to New York and I love how it just feels so small, but so big at the same time. So which, I is, know. which sounds familiar in my life, but I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I, we went to New York, obviously, for BravoCon. I'm curious if BravoCon will be hosted again this year in New York or if they're going to switch it up. It's very early in the year, but I'm already planning a way if we end up going to the East Coast or to New York again. I know. Me too. I'm wondering, and I'm wondering if they're going to do it or skip a year. I hope they don't. We already got skipped twice because of COVID and whatever. So um, if they do skip a year, though, I mean... Maybe that'll make people want it more, but who knows? I hope um, they don't. I hope they do it because we have some new shows. We have. We need some things. new wives to me. We have some new, new people to stalk. So, you know, we are we are trucking away. Um, so this week we are going to start off with the Potomac reunion. Um, it was interesting. It wasn't, I know that it was re-edited based on how it started. Um, so we're just going to jump right in because we have a lot to discuss. Yes. Uh, it started off with um, them showing clips of Potomac, like the little flowers or whatever the hell they're called. And uh, <laughs> it started off with them showing uh, visions of that and then uh, recapping the reasonably shady podcast clip that went viral when Robin admitted to the woman that Juan was involved with. Right. Um, so we are getting a lot of teases of Andy and the watch what happens live moment. Um, essentially, Andy went in on Robin because she didn't want to show her true reality. And this is still distracting me from when it comes to Potomac because now we have it confirmed she did not discuss any of the juice on the reunion. It's right. um, very distracting. So um, I'm going to try to recap, but ultimately uh, it's a lot of who cares at this point because we don't, I just keep getting distracted by the fact mm -hmm. that Robin was not forthcoming about what happened and it just really impacted the integrity of the season for me. So everything that happened this season is now a joke because of Robin's um withholding the truth, I guess. Right. And um, she's monetizing it on Patreon now. Like that's exactly. what she's gonna do. You know, shout out to those who actually paid the five bucks because I mean listen, we got the I got the the gossip directly from whoever recapped it. So thank you to them. Right. Um the reunion was pretty it was it was all right. And so I think that um, they started off by congratulating Ashley on her new home. Ashley rambled on about her little conditions, which I don't believe. Um, 
she said that Michael has to give an hour's notice. I think she made that up on the fly. I'm like, girl, like, just say that you guys are, are not figuring, we're figuring it out. Just say something. Once you start lying, it catches up on you because everybody's facial reactions were like, you're lying and I can see I know. that. Yeah. Um, she did admit that Luke advised her, Luke from Summer House advised mm -hmm. her that Michael needs to work on his boundary issues, which is true because we know Michael's an ass grabber. So, I mean, <laughs> I think that's just a standing recommendation. Like everybody has been recommending Messy Mike to do that for a long ago. time. Yeah. For a long time. Yeah. So it's not like, it's not like this is headline news here, but no, definitely not. <laughs> good for them. The sad part is, or one of the sad parts for me anyway, is that, um, Ashley says the prenup did not work in her favor. She will not be entitled to anything that he owned prior to the marriage. She will not get anything from any new ventures. If the source funds come from his previously owned business, she is not entitled to alimony or any lump sum payout. Um, she is getting child support and some spousal support if she has financial difficulties and Ashley can formally file for divorce in February since it'll be a year what a crappy pr listen first Who of all signs that kind of prenup especially not, if you know you're gonna want to have kids at this point she should sue him for pain and suffering because that's how she's gonna get a check because yeah. first like all the crap he put her through through the marriage and she had a prenup but i i'm trying to not go hard on her because she was in her early to mid-20s when she married this man right so let's give her some grace but sheesh oh good lord like what a terrible terrible prenup. i mean I, you can't, almost can't blame her for buying a house with him because how's she this, gonna afford a house then at this point yeah, at this point she's like i will take what i can because now she's older and i don't know about wiser but she's older and so she's like <laughs> let me just get what i can you know so of course that's the smartest thing to do because she was there, dumb when she signed that prenup Exactly. There was a good moment because we got a season four flashback of Ashley telling Candace mm -hmm. that she was the least accomplished. And Candace found it ironic how she got shamed for her mom's generational wealth and she was maligned because of it mm -hmm. for a quote, depending on someone else because she's a grown up. And now we have Ashley eating her words because she's depending, she's depending on Michael to pay her more. Like, wow. Right karma is a bitch and absolutely she always come back and it was ju juicy to me to hear to have candace have her moment three seasons later and be like i know yeah, that ah. is true that was enjoyable that was very juicy juice um not as juice is mia's getting me dizzy with talking in circles because she has convoluted details of her health <laughs> she was scared i uh, she said she had can she thought it was cancer but the dermatologist and her husband was like it's just a rash. <laughs> Sounds like Kim Zolciak to me. Remember that? Very Kim Zolciak. <laughs> very Kim Zolciak. Um, it was very insane. Um, but yeah, and then we just move on to her business ventures, which is also confusing. Um, Andy thought that Mia was a CEO and owned a majority of it. Mia first struggles trying to explain it. And then she got annoyed because everybody was like nervously cackling um, mm -hmm. as I was, because I think that she was just all over the place. And she mentioned that or something about her, the brothers are not in agreement with how them, I don't know. I, right. it was just a lot of talking Giselle being Giselle 
inquires if there was, quote, a bit of embezzlement because they were taking <laughs> the money from the company and using those funds for the rental. And I'm like, first of all, who puts that amount of cash into a rental property? That's my first question. Because Mia said that she put so much money. Why would you I, do that? Uh, ugh, choices. Like, these are just not financial choices. And then for Giselle to throw the word embezzlement out on a public mm-hmm. platform, mm-hmm. that was just another low blow. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, Mia admits that she did have to move out. Uh, she was renting several homes. Good for her. <laughs> um, what else happened in the reunion? Oh, so they bring up uh, Candace and her IVF journey. Oh, before that, while they were on break, Giselle asked Andy, "Is he have ever been with a woman? And Andy says he would like to be able to try that. Hmm. I know someone named Leslie who might be of service. <laughs> I don't know. That might be a little weird for me. And that's funny because I was thinking, oh, I was going to tell Leslie that on the pod. But then I'm like, maybe the way she doesn't, I don't sexualize housewives. You don't sexualize. I don't sexualize Andy. Andy. Not, not with yeah. me, at least. Because you hear people call into his radio show, like women, they're like, oh my God, Andy, I had a sex dream about you last night. That has never happened to me. I, I have dreams about just hanging out with him and being friends. <laughs> yeah. Which is, and let's face it, you guys are probably there on some level, but ultimately, um, I honestly have never sexualized Andy Cohen either. Like, I think he's handsome and everything. Um, but yeah, he's adorable. If he was straight, that's who I would go for. Like, he's my type. Yeah, I, yeah, he's cute and he's, but what ruined it for me is he had kids. No shade to anybody with kids, but I am team no kids. And <laughs> um, once he had kids, I had to accept the fact that this was never going to work between me and Andrew. So, uh, but then, but it was just funny how Giselle was like, oh, you're 54. If it doesn't happen when you're 60, I'll do it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and Andy was like, well, that might be an HR issue. But I think. So <laughs> little one. Yeah. What's funny to me is that it really showed Giselle and Andy's relationship. Like, I feel like he genuinely likes her, like, mm-hmm. regard regardless of how messy she is or reg- right. like. I think he genuinely likes her and he reacts differently to other housewives. So it's interesting to see little glimpses of who he genuinely. Yeah. Likes. And I feel like you can always tell if he doesn't like somebody. It's so obvious. Yeah. His face changes and uh-huh. he gets annoyed and impatient. Yeah. His tone changes. So that was interesting. And then we move on to the main event. Um, First, congratulations to Candace. She has six embryos and now from her egg retrieval. So she grabs her triangle of, trish, of tissue to celebrate. Um, but then <laughs> we mention the main event, which is Giselle mentioning on camera that she got a DM from Chris where he apologized if he made her uncomfortable. She took that as an admission of guilt, which is a reach. Um, Candace so said that. Yeah. Candace said that this was sent to her before they watched the season back and heard that she called Chris a sneaky link. Candace thinks that Giselle is used to getting male attention and has mm-hmm. pretty girl syndrome. She also thinks that she uses it as a storyline for a paycheck, which I mean, that's been clear since. Yeah, that's a given. Since episode end. Um, Giselle attempts to apologize to Candace, but Candace tells her to shove that apology up her ass. <laughs> good for her 
good for her. Robin, Robin with no irony, with, with no, with no sense of irony or self-awareness bizarrely says, can we just agree that a married man should not be in a hotel room with a single woman? That was a pretty good impression. Oh, thank you. I, I've been trying to work <laughs> on my housewives impressions, but I mean, it's like, is she talking to Juan right now? I mean. Because not two weeks later, sorry, I'm getting loud. Not two weeks later, this girl is on her podcast saying my man was in a hotel. Oh my. Right. That when she With said- a single woman. When she said that at the reunion, the fact that we know what we know now, mm-hmm. I felt- I know so betrayed by my former sister judy robin like how dare you have the audacity to sit there but then i agree with andy because andy says and he prefaced it by saying maybe because i'm a gay man but i don't get it why it's such a big deal to be alone for two people that know each other that have a trust in each other it's not like chris cornered her it's not like chris and her had never met before right and that's and that's why candace was very offended and betrayed because the idea that she mm-hmm. would twist it bizarrely and then try to talk her way out of it um, led Candace to calling Giselle the ringleader who likes to destroy families and married couples. Um, Wendy, under her breath, says, you do. <laughs> yeah. um, and I, Wendy, There's some truth to that. Well, yeah, because Wendy says we could give Giselle credit because Giselle's was initially says that she was not going to say anything until she heard that Ashley got a DM allegedly that was Giselle's story but Wendy even said Wendy says the audience and us find it suspicious Mm -hmm. that you only bring this up when immediately when we started filming right of course that's been the pattern that we've been seeing um Candace, you know, when Candace, when people go low, Candace goes lower. And she said, you and your dwindling uterus. <laughs> oh my God. The scream I let out about dwindling uterus. Yeah. She said, you and your dwindling uterus are not newsworthy and you just needed a storyline. Boom. I was like, Whoa. she's got a point. She's, she's got, got a point. point. She's got a point. Um, next week, it's more of the rehashing. And then we will just um Chris eventually comes out and then I know that Jacqueline Mia's BFF is there and they both have receipts on each other um and then eventually we haven't seen Sharice in any previews but I'm sure she's there somewhere trying to get in still so I'm sure she's there I I feel like Karen had said something about maybe it was during the reunion something that Sharice deserved to be there because she had been on the show quite a bit this year so well, I love when uh, Karen told um, Andy, she's like, well, yeah, she should be here since uh, you guys put her any, everywhere we went. <laughs> right, could, exactly, so. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, and we That's like, weird. my theory is part one of the reunion is never that exciting. It's just kind of to rehash and then they get into it with the husband and everything else. They don't make them like they used to because I remember... Jersey part one season two and Teresa pushed um yes Teresa Andy. pushed Andy and then part one of season six of Atlanta when Portia dragged Kenya by the hair mm-hmm. uh, but yeah later on they they sort of figured out the formulas and they're like oh we got to save the really good stuff for part for last yeah, yeah for part three so 
I'm sure we'll continue to experience the growth here, but we'll see. That wasn't that exciting of a season. So no, it, it was, it was a bit of a flop, uh, not a flop. That's a strong word. It was a bit of a letdown in comparison to the other seasons because Potomac has always been a, I know a joy, a source of joy. And this season, it was just kind of, it went down a little bit because of the blatant, right. Um, orchestrated mess but we'll see if robin's back next season i heard rumors that she's not coming back next season because of her little little lies but we'll see we'll see we'll definitely see all right so um, we'll i guess look forward to part two on sunday night yes 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 all right so let's move along to new jersey uh jersey how are you feeling thus far with joyzy I'm feeling good. This was episode three. Um, and I, I'm feeling good about it. I feel they always deliver. I'm always entertained the entire episode. I mean, there's some stuff I could do seeing without, like do seeing without, is that the right? Yeah. Do with, without seeing. Do without seeing. Yeah. <laughs> Get it together, Les. Um, but I, I think it's pretty good so far. What do you think? So far, it's been very introductory and uh, transitional and and I think that they're doing a lot of buildup um, yes. for, for what is to come. Right. Um, it hasn't been boring, but it's uh, no. been a little it's been a little frustrating for me just because of the rehashing of the family feud. Um, I think it works for some people that didn't live through it the first time because, you know, right. me and you, we're OGs. We've been yeah. there from the beginning. We saw the feud season three, 10 years ago. Right. Um, so I, it does feel rehashed for, if you've been a viewer from the beginning, then you're probably getting PTSD from season three, four, and five. Right. But if you're a later in life fan, like some of the some of the kids these days, then that's why I see that they're excited because I see the Twitter accounts and it's always, you know, these Twitter accounts that have um, pictures of housewives as their profile pic or like mm-hmm. their names are like Dorit's earrings or right. Margaret's, you know, they have these weird fan names. And, right. you know, if you like it, I love it. Good for you. But I can, that's how I can tell who's a newer fan versus who's been with us from the beginning here all along exactly yeah so that's when I see like these fans that are are coming at me with like random housewife pictures I'm like oh you're a newer fan you weren't there please bitch we've been doing this for 13 seasons well exactly we won't say 13 because they didn't come in until what season three yeah Melissa came Melissa came 10 years ago and it's it it's frustrating for me as a viewer because like I said it's the same thing from 10 years ago and right. it does it does feel redundant but it's a different Teresa this time around so I will give it is. them some uh, that's what piques my curiosity because mm-hmm. 10, 10 years ago um she was married to Juicy Joe she hadn't been to prison she right. it, it was completely different so the the downfall of Jersey, though, is the real time drama that keeps distracting us from the show. And that's mm-hmm. also been that's also been what's different from 10 years ago, because 10 years ago, social media wasn't as prevalent and there wasn't like real time fighting on Instagram because Instagram wasn't a thing. And so and there wasn't podcasting as heavily. And so right. when you when you have them fighting in real time, 
it distracts from what happened six, seven months ago. So right. I, I hope Bravo tells these women going forward, you cannot fight in real time because it's going to ruin the episodes. And I know not everybody keeps up with everything like I do because I, I have admit I have no life, but ultimately we follow these women and we see what they're saying in real time. Mm-hmm. And when they respond in real time, it's like, well, what are you going to talk about at the reunion then? Because here we are, like, uh, you guys well, are already fighting. that's the thing. And in another vein, I don't want to know when they're friends again either. Because now I'm seeing pictures of Dolores with Jen and yes. Teresa, like, out. And I want to, like, I don't want to see that. Exactly. I want to watch and wait to see what happens. Yeah, like, I saw them together on social and I'm like, oh, so they're mm-hmm. fighting. They're fighting from this episode that just aired. But we see them together now. So right. it's just been that balance of, okay, like, yeah, they're human. They want to share their real life on social media. So we can argue that. Mm-hmm. But when, when your job is to live your life on social or live your life on TV, mm-hmm. unless you're doing like a live episode, then what is right. the point? Like, I don't know. But that's- I mean, imagine if a scripted show did that and they had like, you know, they would show you what was going on in the show, but then they would show like the characters together on social media and in a completely different situation. You don't want to know that. You want to wait for it yeah. to play out on TV. All these spoilers, all these spoilers, but it like just it. feels very, very spoilery to me, but mm-hmm. it hasn't been boring. So to answer no. my own question, it hasn't been boring. It hasn't been, it's just been frustrating as a viewer. So um, right. yeah, let's, let's get into Joyzy. So the episode continues at Danielle's house um, for the mozzarella party. Mutz, mutz, that's all she says. It drives me crazy. The mutz party. The mutz party. Uh, Melissa tells Teresa that she is happy for her, but she's over it. And Teresa invites her to be in the wedding, but Melissa says that that's like going back to an old boyfriend and declines. What do you think about that? I wouldn't have said yes either. I wouldn't have said yes either at that point. Um, I think that... Teresa was just trying to save face at that point and waited to bring it up For on sure. camera. Yeah. Um, Cause if she wanted her in the wedding and Melissa expressed that she was upset since last season's reunion. So why did Teresa right. wait until they're now. fighting and filming? You know what I mean? Right. Complete, complete, complete afterthought. So absolutely. Uh, then we have, so that, you know, that kind of ends. Did the two of them hug? I think they hugged, right? Did they? Yeah, they did that little church, mm, little fake whatever, hug. Whatever, a little fake hug. Yeah. That episode, or that scene, thankfully ends, because honestly, I couldn't watch it anymore. Um, and then we go to Dolores' house. What happened at Dolores' house? You want to tell us? Yeah, they're chatting. Well, Dolores and Paul are chatting about Frank. Uh, Paul is Dolores' new man. Uh, Frank refers, or Paul calls... Um, Frank, Mr. Potato Head. Right. Uh, this is in response to Frank calling Paul Buzz Lightyear at the reunion. So, um, <laughs> I think Frank, and beyond. Exactly. <laughs> I think Frank and Paul just need to be together because they have more chemistry than anybody. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, Frank was in the hospital. He's coming over. He arrives. He's been rotor rooted, according <laughs> to him. Who hasn't? Um, he's not so full of shit. He, he says. Um, they like to pretend that they're two like killers circling each other, but they're just uh-huh. both goofy guys. And I think that um, 
it's cute to see them give each other a hard time, but I am a little tired of Frank, but you know, he's, he's, he's lovable. What can I say? He's um, lovable. I feel a little bad for him though. Cause I feel like he's being like now kind of ousted, but I mean, that's normal. She has a new boyfriend and this one is not going to be like David and be his best friend and roommate. And give each other baths or whatever the hell David Oh did. my, yeah. Oh I my. Heard, <laughs> Frank invites Paul to join the greasy circle of guys later. Um, <laughs> the greasy circle. <laughs> let me just throw that out there because they're all greasy as hell. Yeah. Um, Paul thought that Frank would have pulled him aside in the beginning. And he thought that having Dolores be the go-between was a no-no because you cannot ask a woman to do a man's job. I'm like, oh my God, this whole masculinity. <sighs> a caveman. Yeah, it, it feels very like, it's almost like Dolores is repeating a pattern of going from one controlling guy to another. And it's like, totally. maybe that's why, maybe that's why it didn't work with the doctor. Cause he wasn't controlling and he was more lenient and he didn't care as much. I don't know. That's just me being theory. Yeah, He didn't care much at all. He's very gossipy of me, but shame on Mario. But then we are, we must now see Frank look like a deranged Easter bunny. <laughs> what is that? That, is the, that was nightmares that's what it was i think frank is lovable i think if the easter bunny from the season seven reunion of beverly hills came to life that's what we would be great that's him yeah that was him like that's paging, so true <laughs> paging kim richards i can now see why you gave it back that is what kim richards saw when she saw the bunny from rinna i do not blame her she's like get it away from me terrible it was very it's pretty bad i mean what were they taking that picture for it was for a charity calendar and okay. now oh, I... that's right he wasn't at the thing that's why okay yeah got he was it. sick it was oh, on but... the uptake got it okay i was like woo like let's put it back flush 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 it's <laughs> crazy and when he's was he like picking eggs off the tree <laughs> He was picking something. It's very strange. I, I wanted to pick my eyes out after that picture. <laughs> uh, it was just uh, very, but he's lovable, but no, like stick to regular outfits, por favor. Or yeah, if we're going to see that, I need to be treated to Frank Jr. shirtless just to sort of recover. Yeah, to balance it out, please. I, I need a balance. I need a balance. Yes. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So then we have after that scene, thank God mercifully that ended. We didn't mm. have to see him pammed up anymore. Um <laughs> we have uh Marge, Melissa, and Jackie meet up for lunch. And Jackie talks for a second about her eating disorder, and then um they tell her that Danielle said that when she met Jackie, that Jackie looked her up and down. And Jackie says that she doesn't do that, but admits doing it to Danielle. Saying that <laughs> she look, was looking her up and down because she was such a train wreck and felt her clothes came right out of the hamper. Mm. I'm trying to remember the outfit. I think I went back and like back and looked. I didn't think it was that bad, but okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Jack, Jackie has some, I mean, she has room to talk because she'd never been a fashionista herself, first of all. Um, I know. And, and I don't dislike Jackie, but I think that it was just a... It was a reach on Jackie's part. I think she's really annoyed that Danielle's one of the reasons that Jackie's now a friend. She got demoted, right? Yeah. So Agreed. she's just, she's going to pick, she probably saw Danielle first and was like, all right, I'll come for you. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Exactly. And then she, uh, Marge talks about Jennifer and how she's on a downward spiral because she's being extremely neurotic. 
Her behavior seems the same to me, but maybe a little more heightened this season. Yeah, and Margaret's just probably upset that Jennifer reached out to her old best friend. So now she's like, let's let's call her crazy. She hates that. And what do we think that that was about? Do we think that that's about Melissa allegedly making out with another guy? I that's think- I've heard. Yes, and this is the spoiler for those who don't keep up in real time like I do. I think, and this is a theory, I know nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Margaret told the bestie, Laura, mm-hmm. that Melissa was kissing some other man. Once Margaret and Laura fell apart, that's mm-hmm. that's what Laura repeats to Jennifer and Teresa. Right. And Jennifer admitted last week that she has it in her back pocket whenever she's pissed off. <laughs> so I think down the season, Margaret's going to piss her off hard enough to where Jennifer repeats the rumor that Melissa was kissing another man. And that's oh, where I'm I sure. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's where it came from. We'll see. It'll be interesting if that actually does come out. We will see. I'm going to be like Caroline Manzo. You heard it here first. So if it does come true, let's remember that we said it first on East and West with Mario. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> we move on to Rachel, who is having a birthday party photo shoot for her two-year-old daughter. Um, who And she's like, says she's obsessed with having photo shoots. Now, she has like a three-month-old baby, I think. And she asks her husband if he's ready to have another baby. Which is a big, uh, he's like, uh, not right now. Right. She has like six embryos left or something. She talks about her IVF struggles and only got pregnant one time naturally and then had a miscarriage and it took her a long time to do this again. So, and then says that she's the one that has to have the baby. So she doesn't understand why it matters to him. But I mean, hello, she's got a three-month-old and a two-year-old just give it a year. Give it a year. You don't need them to be that close together. It's very difficult. Yeah. I think when you're that excited, I don't know. I, again, team no kids. So I get it. And she's only like 34 or something anyway, or something like that. She has time. What an offensive reminder. Thank you for that one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I have my last baby at 34. So there you go. Okay, and then what do we move on to next? Well, then Teresa's chatting with uh, Gia and Louie. She shares nice. what happened at the cheese party. Mm-hmm. The damn engagement, seating arrangement came up again. And then we actually get to hear from Gabriella, who I was on the edge of my seat for because I've never Me heard her. Too. I've never heard her take on this family dynamic. No, she um, never says anything. Gabriella you can tell that she's very nervous and anxious. She gets really, she gets Alex McCord red on red. her neck. Right. Alex and- McCord red. I thought the same thing. <laughs> and Morocco. she is, yeah, it's she gets Morocco. Morocco red. I cannot wait. Um, well, Gabriella, you know, she gets extremely flushed and she's affected by this suggestion that that her uncle said that they were claiming to be there when they were not. Gabriella reminds Teresa that she only has one family member. So that's why it's hurtful. Uh, mm-hmm. They did They did a little fourth wall breaking. Gia says that she only saw her uncle and aunt when they were on camera. Gabriella, right, for Teresa checks in, right. Mm-hmm. Gabriella agrees. Now, in real time, she also called her uncle an opportunist because Joe Gorga posted a video of him running into Joe Judice, his ex-brother-in-law, 
and they right, took at photo yep. at the Bahamar. I'm like, hey, Leslie's been there. Hey, girl. Hi. <laughs> um, he looked as thrilled to see Joe as he looked as thrilled to see me. So I'm sure he was so. more excited to see you because we know those two men hate each other. That's um, true. But it was very, the timing was very opportunistic. I was very much in Gia's side and I'm glad she called him out publicly like that. So good okay, for so Gia. Let's, She's let's a- take a second with that. Everybody on Twitter and wherever else is bitching about these girls getting involved. It's their family. I think they have the right to say whatever they want. At this point, they're not children anymore. They're adults. They see what's going on. They've seen their mother hurt. And you know what? I I think my kids would do the same thing. And that's the thing. It's like people don't want kids involved, but they're adults. Like I said, like you said, they, Gia's in her 20s. Um, Gabriella is 17, old enough to know when to speak, when to not speak. And of course. they're going to defend their parents regardless of how everybody perceives them. Yeah. Um, so ultimately, I think that they do have a position to discuss about their parents being attacked. And so I can't imagine pe- like people coming at me so much about my mom and dad. And so to be this frustrated with your own uncle doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, like I get their point and I, they're going to, and I, I, to answer your question, yes, they are very much in a position to defend themselves. And yeah, it's, it's very interesting when people don't want kids involved and when they, when kids are okay, like pick a lane, like if you want them or not, like whatever, but when the kids are older, when the kids are adults, when they're in their 20s and they want to speak on it, fine, speak on it. And you're reminding me you didn't watch Jersey 10 years ago when Caroline Manzo's kids were all up in her scenes and talking. Always. And had- <laughs> right. So they had every, I mean, come on, the kids and in I- Jersey. Yeah. Yes. And I'm sorry, but just because somebody is older to you, older than you, you calling them out does not make you disrespectful. It, no. Just because they're older that doesn't mean you have to put up with everything they say and do. I, I'm not a believer in that. I, my too. kids call me out sometimes and I'm like, you know what? You're right. Like I was I, being, you know, unreasonable or whatever. Like I'm okay with that. And that's the thing. It's like, uh, it's very culturally like the, uh, it's not just, I'm not going to single out the Italian culture, but mm-hmm. in many, many cultures, you're to always quote, respect your elders. And so right. it did resonate with me uh, last season or two seasons ago when Gia was arguing with Joe and they were like, she needs to respect her uncle. It's like, no, she doesn't like you. Exactly. Like she's older. You speak to each other like adults. And Gia was very well-spoken and very, right. She wasn't screaming or acting crazy. She was telling him like it was, he didn't like that. So he deflected by calling her disrespectful. You know, who does scream and yell is the grown up in the room, Joe Gorga. Like he's the one that's not, emotional intelligence of a chew toy like I need you to get it together and that's why I think that Louis is better I don't want to say he's the perfect match because I don't know them like that but right. from what I from what I see I think Louis is a better match than Juicy Joe because Louis has emotional intelligence mm-hmm. he knows how to c- communicate even if it's just on camera as long as we're being delivered that then I only can comment on what I see. So right. I I don't know. I I happen to think that he's he's decent for her. What we're seeing, he he gets her to think about things a little more. He's calm and I think it's benefiting her. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, what I wasn't expecting uh moving on on the episode is Melissa being the bone carrier as they call him in Atlanta because Danielle visits Melissa while she's meeting mm-hmm. with the vendor for her store. Yeah. And 
Melissa gossips to Danielle that Jackie is upset that she was not invited to the cheese party. Yeah. And Melissa tells Danielle what they gossip about. Exactly. And I was like, okay, Melissa. I know. I was a little surprised at that. I'm like, this is the type of housewife behavior that I fully support. Not you constantly talking about your sister-in-law. Right. Thank you. Thank you very kindly. Uh, Danielle is actually happy. She's like, oh, I'm glad I didn't invite the quote judgy bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm here for Danielle because it's funny yeah. that she she's reacting like a housewife should react. Right. Um, but then she actually shares that she's a little triggered by Melissa and Joe versus Teresa because she shares that her and her brother are not speaking. Mm-hmm. Now, according to Danielle, she's fighting with her brother and she has since blocked him on Instagram. Well, she blocked him on Instagram because he was criticizing her post. Right. Um, and that's the stupidest fight. <laughs> right. But then she says something else. It doesn't all add up to me. No. Yeah. She says she resents yeah. her brother's wife. She blames right. her for the divide in the family. Right. Um, Melissa is a little triggered by hearing that it's a sister-in-law's fault. She doesn't want to hear it's a sister-in-law's fault. No. So I don't know what's going on in that uh family feud but i can say um if she wants to get her family together she does not want to do it on a tv show because this does no, not that's not gonna work yeah not gonna work out in her favor nah definitely not definitely not so after that uh what happens after that oh so we go to jen after that <laughs> she's telling her kids that they need to do more chores and that she's going to pay them minimum wage, which is like $14 an hour. Bill looks horrified. <laughs> Ruby and Crystal. As is Ruby, we need to increase the Ruby minimum wage. Ruby is horrified. Now let's see, maybe there's somebody at the door. Sorry, but we, we deal with real life here on East Ex- and West. East and West, exactly. Let's see, Ruby. So Bill is basically horrified that she wants to pay her kids $14 an hour to do the chores. I mean, I, mean, I, I, I never got paid to do my chores, but... Um, I got an allowance, but it wasn't like, oh, here, you're doing these chores. Let me pay you minimum wage for them. How oh, funny. Yeah. yeah, I mean. And then uh, what happens after that? Uh, Danielle, we go back to Danielle's house after that. And, uh, oh, wait, wait, wait a second. I skipped a part about uh, Jen asking Bill if he thinks that she's self-reflective. What do you think? No. Yeah. That is just a flat out no. And I think the interesting dynamic between them is that, um, you know, she said Bill, she, she tells Bill that March called her disingenuine. I wish he would have corrected her. Uh, but Bill's- yeah (laughs) but bill is more rational he tells her that everyone has different personalities he just wants jen to acknowledge that there are things that she does need to take responsibility for which annoys jen because she just wants her husband to sometimes give her blind loyalty and like speak up and tell her what she wants to hear yeah do you agree do you sometimes i'm not married so all the husbands Um, that i all the husbands that i sleep with don't give me loyalty either so Um, and nobody else either, apparently. Um, apparently, you know. I mean, sometimes I definitely want some blind loyalty, I would say. But other times, 
I don't, I'm, I'm kind of the type of person. I don't mind if you tell me if something is bothering you enough, whether it's my friend, whether it's my husband, if it's bothering you enough, I want you to tell me what it is. I don't need you to sugarcoat it for me. I don't need you to only to, you know, to always be on my side about everything because that's how you evolve by finding out what you're doing. That's, you know, maybe bothering somebody else and owning up for it. There's nothing wrong with that. No, absolutely. I think that it just was, um, she just, she probably got more frustrated that they were on camera. So I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. So I'm sure. All right. So let's move on. You can, there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of solo scenes this week with the Mm -hmm. wives and family. So we saw Danielle and her family really quickly discuss over the family feud and the dad, the dad starts crying because he just wants his kids together. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was, that was the daughter was really cute with her artwork. She was really cute. She had her little artwork. That was cute. (laughs) This is Jackson Pollock. Exactly. It was cute. Um, It was definitely cute. No. And then what what happens next? Well, then Joe and Melissa are going and they meet up with Melissa's mom, Donna, and her right. sister, Lisa. Right. Melissa, Melissa, knowing damn well they were not invited, asked them if they got invited to Teresa's wedding, which they mm-hmm. have not. Right. Um, Pretending like they're so shocked. Exactly. She already now. Joe then recalls how Melissa's mom was there for his parents and he believes Louis also not helping to rectify their family issues. Now, normally... I'm a don't take it personal kind of gal, Mm -hmm. but the fact that Melissa's family wasn't invited, but Chanel Ayan, who Teresa has known for like Uh two hours, was invited. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, okay, maybe they have some kind of a point because- um, I feel Melissa's mom at the very least should have been invited because she's known Teresa for years. Apparently from what Melissa says, she's been very good to her and that we've seen her with, you know, with Teresa's dad. So I thought that was kind of rude. A little bit, but I mean, Melissa's mom didn't really seem to care. So no, no, they cared way more. Yeah. They were more offended. Maybe Melissa's mom cares more off camera, but she didn't you know. seem to care on. Yeah. She didn't seem to give a shit while she was there. So. Right. Um, and then we get the main event of Frank, all the Joes, Daddy Evan, Dr. <laughs> Bill, and then the new husbands, Nate and John. They come together for guys night, which we call circle jerks in my hood. Um, <laughs> and Mr. Paul Dolores, his Buzz Lightyear can't come. He's saving the planet. So. Frank feels that Paul has questioned his manhood with his comments and now his whole family dynamic has changed and he misses his relationship with Dolores. You know what, Frank, then you shouldn't have cheated on Dolores. How about that? Like you shouldn't. Exactly. Like, I mean, I, but I have to say I have nothing wrong with the way that their family functions. Like I don't find anything wrong with that. Like I like that they can coexist like that, but I think, yeah, I think they're really good friends. I think that it's, it speaks to a good co-parenting environment when they're able to just be in each other's lives. And I'm sure, sure I can't relate to a divorced family, but I'm sure the kids love seeing their parents get along regardless. Yeah. Of yeah. The past. Right. So, but I, I, this is when Frank um, comes off contrived. Cause I think he's doing this for the show. Like he needs a storyline. He needs mm-hmm. something to talk about. To I don't, stay relevant, to be on the show. Yeah. 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 I don't think he genuinely believes that it's family dynamic change, but that's just my okay. own. Okay. the 
the fun shade is Dr. Bill tells Joe Gorga that he is more like Louie's brother-in-law than Joe is. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, my balls. Uh, Joe lets the guys know that Melissa's family was not invited to the wedding. And he calls Louie a piece of garbage. And right when he says that, Louie's mm-hmm. walking in looking like a sun-dried tomato. It's it was so red. I know. What the hell is going on over there? Like, let's get it together. Blood pressure something. I don't know. It's a lot of red. Louie has not even ordered an appetizer when Joe is like, <laughs> Melissa's parents are not invited to the wedding. What is the problem? Louie mm-hmm. says they were not invited because of past issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, Margaret's husband says this is a slap in the face not to invite Melissa's parents, especially in an Italian family. It's always Italian family, right, it's always right. whatever. Um, Louis mentions that Teresa's daughters are sharing stories about what really is going on when Teresa was in prison. Mm-hmm. And that's when Joe Gorga loses me because he tells Louis to shut up, that he should be embarrassed. And he tells Louis, fuck you. He calls him a pussy. And Bill tells Joel to stop insulting Louis's manhood, but Louis doesn't back down. He remains uh, calmly like Calm. he, gets, he gets fired up, but not as fired up. And well, for tell- somebody that's so red, he remains very calm. <laughs> I couldn't tell based on the color of his skin tone, but no. he is telling Joe that he's talking shit about Teresa on his podcast mm-hmm. with, with Melissa Gorgas podcast, and they play the little clip. Right. Um, then he reminds Joe Gorga that he's still trying to reprogram Teresa's train of thought and that she cannot force her to do something she does not want to. Right. Uh, apparently, he did tell Teresa to invite them. She did not want to. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe is just so hurt. He cannot allow Teresa to continue to hurt him, then get off the show. Um, she cannot allow Teresa to continue to hurt him. Louis mm-hmm. rambles on how his feelings are justified too. Joe Gorga says that he knows Teresa could not move forward and will never forgive them for trying to pop her oozing little love bubble. <laughs> um, it was pop a, my love bubble. It was very, I enjoyed Louis calling Joe Gorga out for the theatrics because me too. Gorga was just that's doing what they the are. Most. Exactly. Yeah. It was hilarious seeing the preview for next week because Teresa calls her brother and says, do you want to make peace? But she literally read what Louie wrote down. (laughs) (laughs) Like too funny. Joe Gorga knows his sister does not talk like that. Like so so casually being like, hey, you want to make peace? Right, exactly. And he's probably like a piece of what? What are you talking about? Piece of pizza. So yeah, so that's been Jersey. Uh, uh, we are going to get more of the family feud. We are, y'all better buckle up because we're in for the long ride. It's going to keep yep. happening all season. Any other thoughts on Joycey before we move on? No, I think uh, that's, I, I did see that, not mid-season, but that new preview that was out looked pretty good. So there was a new preview. Was it new or was I just on vacation? I think you were on vacation, but it's all good. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's all fine. All right. So we're going to take a short break. And when we get back, we are going to discuss the Real Housewives of Miami. 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 Be back. It is now time wow. to discuss the Real Housewives of Miami. This is episode 15 and it's titled Lines in the Sand. 
And we see exactly why there are lines mm. in the sand. So we ended the last episode with Adriana with a supposed broken foot or something wrong with it. And then she proceeds to tell Alexia that accidents accidents have consequences, as she knows with Frankie. Oh, this is the wrong, wrong analogy, like another housewife's analogy gone wrong. So bad. So Alexia obviously freaks out on her and tells her that she's a bad person and not to ever bring up Frankie. Adriana responds with saying that what happened to her yesterday was an accident and she could have lost her foot. I am inserting a huge eye roll here. She could have lost her foot by somebody falling on her. What? She was just reaching so hard. It was insane. And she keeps insisting that she could have lost her foot. And I just, I don't understand why she's doubling down. Like she sees this as upsetting Alexia, who I, not that Alexia is hundred percent right all the time, but Alexia calls her a clown and says, that that's why her life is the way it is. And she deserves it because she behaves this way. I mean, you know, sometimes the women are right. Yeah, I mean, she tells her she's a bad person and that Frankie was in a wheelchair for real. And Adriana doubles down saying her foot almost broke into a thousand pieces. Really? Okay. <laughs> Larsa, Larsa chimes in at that point, telling her her foot is not fucking broken. So enough. Exactly. I mean, and then, so at this point, Alexia and Larsa go into the water and Marisol and Adriana continue to argue. Uh, Julia then starts to defend Adriana and Marisol tells her to shut the fuck up. And at this point, Julia tries to pour a bucket of ice on her. That was so awkward. It was so awkward. It came out of nowhere. It was very out of character for Julia to react like that. I think I couldn't tell if she was doing it for a, a moment or if she just had a reflexive reaction and was like, I need to wet this bitch throw ice on her yeah i don't know and then i I, honestly i'm not even sure why um adriana is taking it to this point and continuing to go on about it it felt uh, she knew she fucked up i think she knew she fucked up and she just was trying to save face by speaking in circles and she it was very it was so uncomfortable but she wonders why they don't like her you know like even before this, like, it was kind of obvious, like, girl, we don't like you, but. Right. So completely. So Nicole and Gertie try to explain to her and Nicole says, what could have happened to you is not equal to what did happen to Frankie. Which and is some, very. Yeah. For some yeah, reason, was... Adriana's just not getting it. Yeah. I don't understand why she made the comparison in the first place. I mean, I guess she says, you know, she wanted to connect with Alexia, but that really wasn't the way to do it. No, she was getting on my last nerve with her little woe is me tirade about how she got divorced and how she yada, yada, yada. And she said that she only had like a year and a half left of alimony. And I'm like, okay, well, life happens. Get a job. This J-O-B. is like, yeah. I mean, hello. Like, what do you want people to feel bad for you at this point? Like, I, I don't, don't understand. She's like, I have nobody to push me in my wheelchair In her wheelchair. She was out of the wheelchair. Like, 10 minutes later, I feel like. Exactly. And And then, yeah, I mean, she's like, I don't know. The other girls say that they refuse to have dinner with her that night, though. Yeah. So, and if they do, then they're not coming. Like if Nicole sets it up. But Nicole ends up getting separate tables, which we'll get to in a second, because I want to go back to Miami, to Lisa and Leah Black. Ooh, 
yes. Yes. So I have an a love Leah Black. I think she's hilarious. And she sits down with Lisa and she's being her typical Leah self. And she sits down and Lisa is telling her about the whole Lenny situation. And I thought Leah gave her some pretty good advice. You know, um, she asks her if there's any chance that if Lenny came back to her and wanted her back, if she would get back with him. And Lisa answers and says, I don't know. And then Leah answers and says, hell no. Your answer is hell no. I'm never getting back with him. And she's right. I mean, that's what what it should be. But Lisa in her confessional says, I don't know. Maybe I would consider. I think, listen, let's call it what it is. Lenny provides the financial security that Miss mm-hmm. Lisa Hoxing is ready for. But I agree. Leah was giving her the truth. Like, listen, you cannot go back to someone who has disrespected you that disgustingly. I do yeah. want to give a shout out to Leah Black for plugging her skincare from the beginning. <laughs> it was all over. It looked, all like over. A, it looked like a skinny girl setup shop. Like it was yes. ev- like the bottles yes. of skincare were almost distracting me from how I, know. I was like, look at this woman. She is a businesswoman day in, day out. Like the OG Miami fans remember her, but yes, I think the mayor of but Miami. it was really good to see her. So it was good to see her. And she tells, you know, she tells Lisa that she needs to live a life that's empowering to herself and to others. And I think that's good. I mean, you should not stay in a situation. Mm-hmm. where you're that I don't I mean I know she wanted to be in the situation for one reason or another but you got to have some self-respect at some point yeah you know I don't oh. know I wouldn't get back with him after that especially and then watching the show back too I'm sure that's amplified everything she thought she was feeling like now you're seeing it again yeah for it sure from a, a different lens and then to see it play out so publicly and see how evil he was like that's terrible he was so mean so mean anyway back at Bahamar Alexia and Marisol get ready for dinner and discuss the whole situation from earlier and meanwhile Nicole calls the restaurant and has the tables separated and she feels bad because it's Julia's 50th birthday and it's Kiki's birthday and this is just the best solution she can come up with and I thought it was great but then I'm laughing in the restaurant because the table is separated by like some palm trees where you can't see the other table and it reminded me of the show do you you ever watch between two ferns with Zach Galifianakis no but it is so funny it was very awkward like it was so awkward I was thinking they were going to split them up by like a few, maybe one table in between, but they had them on like a corner. Or next to each other. I know. Oh my God. (laughs) It was hilarious. That was really funny. And so Adriana tells Julia like, well, that she feels bad. Um, What she did wasn't malicious. Um, And Julia actually sets her straight for a minute and tells her what she did was wrong. So I was glad she did that. A little too late, but. Adriana said she was just trying to connect with Alexia. And, you know, I understand that because you look for things to grasp, but that just wasn't the way that she should have done it. And she really shouldn't have kept doubling down on it because that just made it worse. She should have pulled her aside, immediately said she was sorry, tried to talk to her because that was just, that whole thing was wrong. Exactly. But, you know, leave it to Adriana. Well, Well, yeah. 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 She's crying in the confessional saying she would never say that. And she didn't mean it. Okay. But she did say it. So it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't matter what your intentions were at this point. 
Alexia's not always even my favorite person with how she's handled stuff, but no. her reaction to that comment was very raw. It was very real. Her voice went down a few octaves. Like she was pissed. Like she was like everything. Like that inner right. Hulk came out. And yeah. I could see why. I mean, that was bad. It was bad. Yeah, she had her right to get that upset because that it's not like the same thing with the analogy that Jackie told Teresa about Gia. It's it's completely different. It, it just, I don't know. She never should have mentioned Frankie's accident. That's like a serious thing. Gia possibly doing cocaine in the bathroom. Who cares? You know what exactly. I mean? Like, just yeah. wrong. So anyway, the other girls walk in and go to the other table and they just wave. Hello. As they walk by, it was so awkward. Um, Adriana then offers to leave because... She feels bad that nobody's coming over to talk to Julia during her birthday. But I mean, what is Marisol going to come talk to her after she tried to throw a bucket of ice on her? That's not happening. <laughs> I mean, like, whatever. It was weird, though. They compare it to mean girls. And it's kind of true. Like all the girls are having fun at one table and these two are just sitting there. And they say that they were the weirdos in high school or I can see that. I mean, I can see it and I agree kind of, but what was funny to me is it reminded me of the age difference because I genuinely do not believe that Alexia even knows who Regina George is. Like, I think that because Dr. Nicole was like, oh, Alexia really thinks she's Regina George. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I want you to go up to her and ask her, do you know who Regina George is? Because if they're, like, yeah. they're like 20 years apart. Alexia's probably like, who is Regina George? Because right. that movie came out 20 years ago when Alexia was Nicole's age. So it's very, I'm like, <laughs> I agree. I agree. But it was hilarious. Right, right. Were you, were you on the cool kids table or were you the popular? I think you were the popular clique. You know, I was just in like the party group. Like I wasn't in like the, the, and I'm sorry, I'm Jewish, so I can say this. I wasn't in the Jappy group. Jap stands for Jewish American princess. Oh, like, what I'm does that Jewish, mean? <laughs> I'm Jewish, I can say it. I don't I care. Don't, I wasn't in that yeah. group, though I was friends with all of them. I was kind of like friends with everybody. Yeah. Like Ferris Bueller type, but I was I was in the party group, which was a popular group. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't sitting with like the weirdos, like. I uh, it's now. funny I'm actually I was talking to my friend this morning because we're planning our 20 year high school reunion next year 2024 mm -hmm. and I now that we're talking about this I I didn't really have a, a boisterous personality knowing me now you would not believe that I was quiet that I was shy right. I I'm on a public forum now discussing people I don't know so that's it's been a completely different but back then I was definitely not in any crowd. I don't think that's a bad thing. I was no. just myself. I was very, very, I was funny with people that I was comfortable with. So right. if you, if you like my best friends that are still my best friends, shout out to fam, Nunu and Ida. If you have been my best friend since then you, you don't remember that I was different. You know what I mean? So right. it was like, okay, let's see. But I think that I was just there. I want to say I was just there. Like I didn't really, I don't, I think I would have been honored to sit with the losers just because at least I was in a group at that point. Like no, I was just right. sort of in the back. Well, I think at one point or another, everybody's been at both tables. You yeah, know, I, I think, I think now we're in the popular table. Like no, so kidding. to speak. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look at us. Yes. 
we're, we're just mingling with we're just mingling with housewives at rooftop parties doesn't everybody right. do this i mean come on of course anyway so ridiculous anyway so you know julia and adrian are really playing up the victim card during this dinner and it's like yeah. enough adriana says she really hopes that the girls show up for her video party and support her um but then they bring the wrong cakes to the wrong people <laughs> Kiki, Kiki gets the cake that says she's 50 and she's like, does this look 50? Um, I was like, okay. kind of. I'm just kidding. Yeah, a little bit. No. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly, you might look 50, Kiki. Um, yeah. Anyway, the Junkanoo band comes in and starts playing and Adriana and her broken into a thousand pieces foot wearing an espadrille with a wedge heel gets up and starts dancing. Oh, well, yeah, she forgot. She completely she forgot. forgot. Yeah, she yeah. forgot. And Larsa's like, there's nothing wrong with your foot. And she's just like, drop it. <laughs> How embarrassing. Anyway, so that, that ends. And then we head back to Miami. And that scene with Gertie, there was a scene with Gertie. Show, who was that party for? Did, it, did she say or was just a party she was planning? She said she just wanted to throw something fun because the girls have been doing so bad lately. So she wanted to like recalibrate the group. I okay. think they're setting up the season finale party. Finale. That's what I'm, yes. Yeah. So Which that's a really cool venue. Like from what I could see, like I need to have a party there with those globes. That was oh, very cool. You better make it gertified and invite me because <laughs> yes. I will fly my happy ass down there and go to yes, that party. Definitely. So uh, we see that, which is pretty cool. And I thought maybe she was, that was like the setup for Adriana's video party, but no, because nope. then we get to the video party, which is full of sequins, many, many sequins. And um, Adriana walks in wearing five inch stilettos. <laughs> this is one week later. So there ain't no broken bones there. Her foot almost fell off. She wanted to reinforce it with the big right. old heel. She could have lost her foot, people. She could have lost her foot. So, allegedly allegedly uh so nicole asks if the other girls are coming because so far it's just nicole julia uh guardian adriana and gertie says well no because there was another invite to something else mm. and then we see alexia coming into marisol's for caviar as well as larsa and kiki because they said why would they want to go to her, her party after what she did now that works in real life, but I'm going to repeat what I've said. I need you guys to collaborate and film together because yes. we need, we need y'all together to fight, but the formula. Exactly. But now I think they're setting up for the finale showdown. So I'll be patient. I, I think will be so patient. too. Well, Adriana's very like disappointed that they sold her out because she did text them to say, sorry, that should have been a phone call or a sit down with Alexia. It should not I, have been a text. I absolutely laughed when Larsa was like, she said my bad in her apology. She's like, you say oh my, my bad when you like, Larsa was yeah. like, you you say my bad if like you stepped on your foot. You don't say my bad right, over like right. something so disgusting. I know. But <laughs> She's not share and clueless. Like my bad, like my sorry, bad. my bad. She Oops. needs to retire that. Yeah, that was what did you What did you think of Adriana's song or video? The video oh looked God. very Blair Witch Project and the sunlight. It was so auto-tuned. Mm. But you know what? This is my truth. I was dancing along like, okay, I can. <laughs> the song was, the song it is was catchy. Not, but yes, it's fine. It's fine. Um, the song is cute. And I'm sitting there hating myself because I'm sitting there like, hey, hey. Well, 
what I thought was weird was the actual party because it, it was like a party of people at tables, like in booths. And then you see Adriana going around to the tables. Thank you so much for coming. And people are just looking at her with just like a blank look on their face. Were they hiring? I'm like, what freaking chain restaurant did you take hostage for the night? Because they people have no idea what's going on. I but. feel like it was just people off the street. Like I would have gone and been an extra at that. Nobody asked Ex- me. Exactly. We, yeah, you know, we're, you know, you know me and you were just circling parties to crash. So let's do this. Great. Exactly. We oh. definitely need to. So anyway, you know, the girls are still talking at Marisol's and they discover that Adriana was the first one to reach out to Marisol's ex because apparently on Bumble, which I don't know, I'm not in the apps. On Bumble, the woman has to reach out to the guy first, and she does. Yes. What re- the fuck? I mean, I think Adriana just wanted some Marisol gossip, and she was yeah. trying to get it. I'm yeah. sure. But, like, did yeah. she, she knows these women are, like, detectives. She didn't exactly. think that they would figure that out, you know? I, I don't know. Well, so, maybe she did it, because Alexia didn't remember to scroll down all the way. So, Oh, this is true. That is very <laughs> true. That is very true. Um, so the next scene, the last scene, we see Lisa taking her kids to like an arts and crafts place and Lenny's mom meets them there. And Lisa talks in her confessional about how supportive Marina has been towards her in the situation with Lenny. And at this point, something tells me that the other shoe is about to drop. I was like, uh oh, they're telling us this to remind us because the complete opposite is coming our way. It's coming. Exactly. So she tells Marina that He's getting a condo with a girlfriend. And Marina then tells her that Lenny called and apologized for being so rude to her. I guess he had told his parents a couple of weeks ago that he was never speaking to them again or something like that. And then Marina says that Lenny, she starts defending Lenny, telling Lisa that Lenny didn't like when she was out all the time. And when she had the Halloween parties, there were a lot of girls there. And so that's her fault. And she's responsible with presenting him with free weekends and free time when she wasn't there. Lisa starts to set her straight and that's where the episode ends. It was very much, um, it felt very like Lenny's mom telling her, you helped, you contributed to the demise of the relationship. And to me, just based on, just based on what we're seeing, mm-hmm. I think Lenny's mom sat her down and was like, you need to go tell her A, B, and C, and you need to tell her, a, like, tell her this on camera. Basically, tell her all the shit that Lenny won't tell her. Right. Um, and it, it was very, it was disappointing, but I also, yeah. I'm not going to justify it in any way. I think it's disappointing. No. But Lisa should remember that Lenny's mom will always choose her son, I think, regardless of, of circumstances. Yeah, and- it doesn't matter especially one with power because I'm sure he also finances their life. And so it was just another punch in Lisa's, I wasn't say gut, but she has no gut. Right. Just another punch in her face. And so it just felt very, it was disappointing. So we'll see what happens. uh, Lenny's her only child also. And when I was doing my detective work, just seeing like about their house, he also owns the apartment with his mom that his mom lives in. Mm. so I definitely think he finances them and I don't know I guess we're gonna see what comes next but I do think Marina may have a point somewhat just because I think Lenny has probably told her this stuff before and maybe she just thought he would never leave you know yeah that's also true so but when he told her like 
couple weeks ago, not a couple weeks ago, a couple seasons ago that he wasn't in love with her anymore. That's at the point where I would have gone. I, yeah, that's, I don't understand. And I, it's not my, maybe I don't have to, but you watch these people go through such terrible relationship adversities and you have Mm -hmm. to wonder like, how much is it love and how much is it lifestyle? You know, like I, I wonder myself, well, shit, how much would I put up with if (laughs) Yeah, no, I know. I know. I mean, she doesn't work. I mean, she works as a housewife, but she's not, you know, she lives a pretty crazy lifestyle. Because to me, it's like, okay, if you want to, but I don't know. I just, I'm not even going to, I don't want to dig a bigger hole for myself. I love a big hole, but not one that I'm going to dig myself into. So I wish her the best and I can't wait to see it fold out because she's doing it for our entertainment. So, yeah, that is the truth. Um, I think that's it for this week. The only other thing I wanted to touch on for one second was Kim Zolciak and her, as everybody has heard, house God, her house is in foreclosure yet again. My house is not in foreclosure, bitch. That was (laughs) Teresa season two. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. She is such a liar and she is alleging that it's not in foreclosure, but Mm -hmm. The blogs are blogging and apparently she's had, I didn't know. And I'm, I didn't know people like you had heard this before, but I didn't know she had like an alleged big gambling problem. Me neither. News to me. I'm like, whoa, like apparently she tracks though. It tracks for her. I can see her sitting at the slot machine with like a cigarette and And a beer beer or something or wine out of a solo cup. (laughs) It's just, whoa. And the fact that she just, wow. Like it's been, um, she's been in the headline news a lot because of her house going into foreclosure. I Googled and I see it at foreclosure. I'm just like, okay, so she's yeah. calling it a big misunderstanding. I don't know. People don't play with their money like that. So hopefully well, it, yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to go to auction on March 7th. So we shall see. Let me calendar that right now. Yes. I'm, just kidding. <laughs> I, I'm oh, really going and- to. I'm curious now. Right before we, right before we adjourn the cast picture or the first filming cast scene for Beverly Hills came out. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the usuals. We have Crystal, Garcelle, Kyle, Sutton, and Erica mm-hmm. with, with Dorit. I am shocked that if Dorit is indeed full-time, we don't know. It's very early. Right. Um, I was pretty surprised to see her. So we'll I'm surprised see. to see her hair which I'm yeah. not a fan of. I didn't even recognize her at first in the picture. I forgot maybe, it was her. Maybe she thinks fans will get excited because they think it's a new housewife or something, but. I don't know. Not a I fan though. Go back to the blonde, please. Yeah, so. And they're having um, mocktails at the party. Oh God, I miss Rena's messy ass already. Yeah, Kyle's going to die on that hill. Her sober <laughs> hill. She can be on her sober hill. I'll be on my like Chardonnay hill or tequila hill over there and. Well, seeing Better. all these people convene and get together just reminds me and Leslie that we have a fabulous year to look forward to. It's always fun talking to you, Leslie. I'm yeah, so glad so we Yeah, so fun. Another great week and a fun show. And we will reconvene with you guys next week. All right. This has okay. been East and West with Mario and Les, where we recap your mess. We will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.